1: Kevin and I'm John and this is six degrees of Schwarzenegger the podcast where we take a long hard look at some of our favorite action
0: movies from the era of Arnold Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and we're breaking them all the way down
1: Welcome back, friends. Welcome, welcome <laughs> everyone to <Good>. our
0: nightmare. <laughs> I, you know, I've seen worse movies than. Yeah, I was, I was, I hit you up on the messenger today, and I gotta say, I've seen, we've seen a lot of movies, we've covered a lot of ground on this show, <laughs> and Raw Deal is not the worst movie we've ever talked about. Ever, this by a long is, shot. I feel like
1: it's an interesting mixture of good and bad. Yeah. Like totally. it's just a
0: disjointed
1: kind of a movie. Like I feel like it's two different scripts that got merged together, yeah. two different writers.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's one of those movies where they were just like, we got to get something out. And what came out was perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And I, I want to know if that was all Ann Coates is doing. Like it was the studio, like trusted her so much. And, and the Laurentius <laughs> folks, they were like, just got to get it out. It was completely adequate. Yeah, exactly. That's That's what it feels like. It feels like you went to a restaurant and the meal was just fine.
1: Like nothing to complain <laughs> about. You're not going to call the manager out. Yeah, no, the service was okay. But you're also not going to hop on Yelp and like... I've had a, br- <laughs> a, I've had a better burger.
0: Well, let me just <laughs> it's say not that. worth going on Yelp to leave a good or a bad review. <laughs>
1: it's not <laughs> worth my time. Yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> However many years later, Yeah, we're 35 talk, years. Talking about
0: 1986's Raw Deal starring our beloved Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in another role he was born to play, <laughs> or that someone was. Someone. <laughs> anyone was. Yeah, this was
1: early in his career. You know, he was still finding himself, I think, finding
0: his niche. You know what we ought to do? We ought to do a channel, like a YouTube channel, where we go back and just react some of these movies, just react some scenes, yeah. and just see, could it be done better? <laughs> oh,
1: like, you mean, uh, re, yeah, not like react to it, them. but reenact. Reenact yes. Them, yeah. yes.
0: Re-hyphen-act them.
1: <laughs> oh, man, do a shot-by-shot. Shot. Yeah. yeah, just I'm to see it. if we can make it like better. There was that fan version of RoboCop that I've made you at least watch yeah. that one scene a few times yeah. where different crews all over the country would take a scene apiece. I love and, that. I love yeah. the whole idea behind <laughs> that is brilliant. Uh, yeah. So, okay. On Raw Deal. This is our second episode. I'll catch us up yeah. on the on the little bit of action you know, that we've seen. What's so, going on in the first chapter? The movie opened up with some mafia-type hitmen killing a, killing a government witness laying waste to a group of uh, federal agents that were protecting the witness, one of whom was the son of FBI agent Harry Shannon. Very sad. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, we had, at the same time, Kaminsky. That's Schwarzenegger. Right. He's serving as like a sheriff of a small North Carolina town. <laughs> uh, he's just doing sheriffy things. And he has the FBI agent approach him, says, Hey, disgraced FBI agent, I could get you back in the bureau if you help me Essentially get an off-the-books, n- not-legal revenge for the killing of my son.
0: Yeah, he reckons there's a leak inside the Bureau that is somewhere, helping the, yeah, the pipeline family. And that because of that leak, his son was murdered. Right. And so, that someone owes him as a result.
1: So he says, yeah, someone's got to pay.
0: <laughs> Anyone will do.
1: <laughs> so he, uh, he recruits Kaminsky to... Who, let's
0: face it, he's bored. He's he's bored. Yeah, he's got an
1: unhappy home (laughs) life going on. We've seen he's got a dysfunctional marriage thing going. His wife's kind of an alcoholic, but maybe drinking,
0: and so are we.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are. Maybe with good reason, uh, both of us, right? Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so he he eagerly jumps on this opportunity, fakes his death in in epic fashion. (laughs) We should add. Uh, apparently, even his wife doesn't know that he's not dead. Right. <laughs> so, and he's uh, and now he's gonna whatever. He's gonna head off to Chicago and right. try to infiltrate this Petrovita mafia family.
0: Right. In in some of the limited research that I did for this movie, I read that an like a working title was Triple Identity. Yeah. Or something because he he was small town sheriff, uh, mob goon, and then FBI agent in some like, order. Yeah, in some order, some like yeah. I don't know.
1: Uh, Raw deal is a fine title. It's the title this movie deserves. (laughs) That's right. Um, So we'll pick it up uh, the start of Act Two here. Yeah.
0: So later on, Kaminsky seems to have set up shop in what looks like sort of a shitty motel room somewhere. We guess in Chicago or like on the outskirts of Chicago. Yeah. Although he quickly has another place
1: that he's staying at. Yeah. So
0: I'm not sure where or this maybe, is, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. So he's got mug shots of the Patravita crime family on the wall behind him. He's listening to, and I don't know why, like Harry has recorded a tape for him to listen to, <laughs> but Harry's saying, you know, He's sorry Kaminsky, Kaminsky had to kill himself off, but faking his death makes all of this safer for everybody. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, know the
1: logic of that, but someone's going to jail for what happened at that oil refinery. No right? one's
0: ever going to know. <laughs> when he turns um,
1: back up alive, yeah, that, I feel like there's going to be hell nothing, to pay. Yeah, no, I
0: know, but that was a coincidence. Um, <laughs> Harry goes through the Patravita pecking order again just in case Dum Kaminsky was it's like too stupid to absorb it the first it's time. It's good
1: for us because it gets, has a chance he's to a, remind he's you He's an aural
0: listener. Yeah. So <laughs> Patrovita has been head of the crime family for 20 years. Roko, mm-hmm. let's remind everyone, his number two who kills on a whim. He, like yeah. uh, Harry tells Tells him to watch him close that he'd kill for table scraps. (laughs) So for no reason at all. Yeah. Um, Harry has set Kaminsky up with a false ID of a guy with a long rap sheet named Joe P. Brenner. Um, And he's also given him twenty five thousand dollars cash and a phone number to call and leave progress reports on right. an answering machine. Um, <laughs> Harry also mentions a Polish gangster in Chicago named Lemansky, who's a Patrovita rival and says that if you fuck with Lemansky, that's a good way to ingratiate yourself to the Patrovita clan.
1: Again, there's just nothing legal about what's happening right here. Right <laughs> This is, yeah, this is all. Just go in there and start just fucking their shit up. Yeah.
0: So Kaminsky's mission, should he choose to accept, is to find out who within the criminal justice side of things is leaking info to the Vitas, because he is the one that's responsible for Blaya's murder.
1: <laughs> this is, the, so this is all. Did you get fl- all that? <laughs> <laughs> this is our flimsy ass plot right. to the movie. I I'm not usually one to complain about plots being too simple, but. Yeah, this you is mean, where usually Ebert, it's the opposite. Like usually yeah. they shame black it up and it's like overly complex, but this one is like
0: maybe the exception. The plot right. is just
1: too—it's
0: too straightforward the way it unfolds. Yeah, Ebert I think in his review was like for such a simple plot, it's like they—you'd think they couldn't fuck it up, and yet, <laughs> and yet here we are. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it is super flimsy. There's nothing holding it together, but yeah. some hair gel and. I don't know steroids. Yes. Yeah, so, so we cut to your stereotypical smoky underground casino where Chicago's working class are throwing money down on a craps table. Um, everyone's so the fakest fake money yeah, I've almost ever seen. It was yeah, like, like monopoly. You money. can tell that someone was just off camera, like hand crumpling some paper <laughs> to make it look like old money. Uh, Kaminsky rolls up to the craps table where a shooter craps out <laughs> with... And there's, there's so much money on the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Kaminsky says, I don't think the table is straight. I want to see Mr. Lamansky." <laughs> the dealer is like... <laughs> Well, he's you know, not here. Even
1: though he's just here to fuck the action up, yeah. Like I'll, he has not seen enough to make that accusation. And also, I can't to know
0: he's he's not been here long enough to know that he's right. And you're, no, exactly. And also, one who couldn't help but notice that Arnold, that, that, who we have established is six inch, six foot one inch tall, yeah, is like towering over everyone at that crab. Is stable. he? They finally
1: yeah. cast some short extras. Yeah, it's like
0: they they cast some short extras to make him just look outsized amongst this That's amongst this movie should be, though. yeah. It's like that's why you hired Danny DeVito as his brother. <laughs> so the dealer tells him, Well, Mansky's not here, and that every loser thinks the game's rigged. And K- Kaminsky says, Uh, well, sometimes they're right. And he like takes these little ball bearings and puts them out on the table, and they're drawn to some magnets like hidden in the middle yeah. of the table, like under the felt And so every like everyone's like, This is fucking bullshit. Everyone like, just so, starts grabbing money, yeah. <laughs> Magic. A magnet! <laughs> Kaminsky says it flips the table over. That's that is so an amazing <laughs> moment with an amazing like Arnold scream. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. So Kaminsky just starts beating ass of all the security guards in the place. All the patrons are scattering. It was some uh, shit out of Roadhouse. Yeah, it was, it was like, a, like just a brawl. Sh- the shot of everyone running and peeling ass out of the parking <laughs> lot outside is hysterical. Yeah. It's, <laughs> one of the, it's like one of the like this movie has some funny moments. Like, yes. I don't know if it, they're intentionally funny. I think they probably are, but that was a fun moment with all the people like women just, and, and just running in opposite and everything. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. So Kaminsky like takes the dealer guy, throws him up like over an air duct on the, in the ceiling. That was some crazy shit. He threw <laughs> him, like beat into strength. the rafters. second feet <laughs> of strength in as many seconds.
1: There was that dude He bounced off the wall and there was just a generic, like a, a sort of college poster on like yeah. a study hard a study that was hard just a, a, some titties in a, a tight like shirt <laughs> study hard it's a, oh my god I get it
0: yeah, it yeah I get that <laughs> uh, and then he like smooths his hair coolly and starts ahead for the exit but not before he like turns like guys make sure to clean up this mess before you knock off okay <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it's very endearing. Everything he does in this movie is endearing. So outside, Kaminsky gets in. I love this Rick's Auto and Truck Service tow truck that's been <laughs> parked in the lot and like revs it up. When he went walking out, like to me, it was almost
1: like he was struggling to walk across the street convincingly. Yeah, and that is one thing that
0: I noticed in this movie. And I wondered if it's just because of the costuming, if like his shoes were not comfortable. But Arnold doesn't move easily in this movie for no. the most part. Like, it was like especially he was in, still if he's in Terminator
1: be, mode or something. Especially like Especially he if he's supposed yeah. to be
0: running. It just seems, he seems very stilted and uncomfortable. um So inside we get, a, yeah, we cut back inside the underground casino and all the Mansky's goons are like regrouping. One of them finds a gun's like, I'm going to kill that bastard. <laughs> um, oh he doesn't say in you know, a southern accent i don't know why i did but i don't care um kaminsky asks. this is so random and he's like leaving the parking lot and he asks. that he like leads out the window and asks this group of people who've randomly materialized in the parking lot. they look like tourists yeah like that they're on their way home from back to the hotel from dinner or something absolutely who the fuck are these people i don't know they
1: just appeared yeah <laughs> I like it was the an empty like, street and then there's a crowd and he's
0: just like this the one guy in the crowd's like Your lights. (laughs) Your headlights are off. Yeah. He's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Get you move out of the way, please. As the bad guys are (laughs) heading for the door, they see the headlights approaching, and then they start to scatter again as Kaminsky drives the truck straight through the fucking front of the building.
1: Yeah, where did he... Where did that truck like did he bring the truck i don't understand for this purpose or did he just find
0: a truck with the keys in it i think that he'd been driving that truck but i can't for the life of me understand why like or how he got it yeah where'd it come from the impound is, no he's not this, like is it supposed to be his under like his undercover vehicle they didn't who's rick but
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they never gave us it doesn't yeah. matter because we've moved on we move on I, so quickly. i wish that
0: the thing said hawk trucking but oh, it didn't <laughs> hawk hauling <laughs> hawk hauling that's right <laughs> i wish it did say hawk hauling so yeah he's got this shit eating grin on his face the whole time he's like driving the truck through the building i mean he drove it through the building like yeah. through every wall it's in the like place. some blues brothers shit He's driving the As. car through the mall but yeah for some reason when the ceiling caves in like whatever the apartment above so that the building is underground casino, restaurant, and then built like room full of mannequins. I feel like the casino
1: was in the back room like behind
0: the dining room of this Polish it's restaurant. So yeah, but the yeah, upstairs Warsaw is like a I don't know if it's a dress shop or what, but it's filled with mannequins. Yeah, it's very strange to see all these mannequins falling <laughs> through the ceiling. It's a weird touch. Um, but anyway, we cut to out at the waterfront Patrovita with Rocco at his side are threatening Lemanski. They're having an unofficial business meeting. Lemansky saying it's costing us a lot of money to get together like this because now my time's worth as much as yours. And Rocca says worth more because you've got less of it. That's good writing yeah. to me. That was, is, a, that was an awesome line. I got to say that the, the writing for Rocca and then some of the writing for the Monique character who we'll meet soon enough mm-hmm. um, is not bad writing at all. Yeah,
1: those are probably that's probably the Italian's yeah, uh, exactly.
0: touches. Yeah, exactly. So it's revealed that Lemansky used to work for Patrovita. Patrovita tells him to close down everything and blow town or one morning you're going to wake up dead. Lemansky tries to reason with him saying there's enough, enough action for both of us. Mm-hmm. And then I love this. Patrovita says there is no both of us. And <laughs> there's me. It gives him two days to clear out of Chicago.
1: Lemansky seemed like a pretty reasonable guy because yeah. he's like, so then what? I could come back and work for you. And he's like, No. He's like, You're done. Like right. get out of Chicago.
0: Yeah. He's like whatever I can't remember the name of the low level like family boss that was like he ran all the prostitution in New York where like Which the, movie? In Godfather, like whatever the family was that like ran the prostitution. It was like one crime family below. Not the, the one that kind of make family. the deal with
1: them, not the Turk.
0: Yeah. No, I don't think it was the Turk. I can't remember who it was, but anyway, that's sort of the Patrovita vibe I get. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Patrovita goes to leave, and we see Lemansky give like a nod, like a signal, and a guy clicks a button on his walkie-talkie, and we hear a voice say, you got it. <laughs> and then we see a shot of some bus windows dropping and machine gun nozzles poking out. Yeah. And as Patrovita's limo rolls up, Roca immediately senses something's amiss, and everyone Dives behind the limo, and gunmen from inside the bus open fire. From the uh, Oakside Boys Club bus, yeah. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever that is. That is. Yeah. <laughs> so one of Patria Vita's bodyguards gets gunned down um, as he's shielding the Don, and. As that the bus rolls off, Vita is pissed. I love him like checking himself out. He's like, "I'm still okay, right? Waste of fucking bullets." Like, as they cut away to the dead bodyguard, he's like, "It's a waste of bullets." Yeah.
1: He, the the bit where he's like, that "Tony was a good kid. Make sure you get a good replacement for." Him. Yeah. <laughs> he's cold-blooded. Like that, that
0: that sort of tossed-off line pays off like for the rest of the movie. Um, but yeah, they they all climb in the shot to hell (laughs) car and like drive slowly off with things clanking and dragging on the ground. And why did the shooters not stay and finish the job? I don't understand. But that happens a couple of times in this movie that I'm like, why are people like stopping cars or why are people? continuing to drive. Yeah. They're not the best decision makers. No. So elsewhere we see Kaminsky roaming the streets and he just gets into a random, a seemingly random Cadillac limo. That's just sitting on a curbside. Mm-hmm. The chauffeur tells him he's in the wrong car. Kaminsky pulls a gun. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The chauffeur tries to warn him. He's like, do you know whose car this is? But Kaminsky, like he's like, I've got a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, just then a gorgeous woman in a fur coat walks out of a building and gets in the car. She's surprised to see Kaminsky, who grabs her <laughs> as Arnold is wont to do. He's that movies. old standby move. Yeah. Like, just grab him. Yeah, just grab him and tells the chauffeur to drive. Um, he tells her also, he's like, Give me your jewelry. She's like, Do you know who bought all this stuff? Mm, Mott Lamansky. So she like <laughs> reluctantly starts handing over her clip on jewelry. Kaminsky <laughs> is just out here like,
1: committing crimes in the name of justice <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah he, the jewelry was just like yeah it was coming off he's like the, he's like don't mess up your
0: hair it's all like like clip-on or magnetized or something so that's i, I don't know Who it's knows? <laughs> not the real thing anyway <laughs> she reluctantly handing it all over he has the limo driver drive to the outskirts of town just like um but within uh you know, within view of the skyline. That was an fact. amazing location. Yeah, Chicago. It had an
1: awesome feeling Like, there was all those old abandoned, like, parade floats around yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was so
0: cool. I, yeah, I, I say this a couple of times in my notes throughout the movie, but I just, I have a, a, an affinity for the city of Chicago. And so, yeah. it's just a great town. So, yeah, then he forces the woman and the chauffeur out of the limo and steals the car. <laughs> Did you hear the chauffeur, like, yeah, it's my lunch, you <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> he stole, he took his lunch with yeah. him, the brown bag in it up <laughs> I there. I love it. So sometime later at the Allerton Hotel, um, mm-hmm. where you too can be a, a guest at the Warwick Allerton for around a hundred dollars a night. Is that all? Yeah, that's a cheap hotel now. Well, I, mean, I don't know if it's like just because it's out of, or maybe it's in season, or maybe it's because during the week wow. or whatever it is. But um, it Kaminsky, was right where you
1: want to be in town. I yeah, think it's like, like on, on the Miracle the,
0: Mile. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Kaminsky enters, tells the the elevator operator he wants to go to the basement. The guy's like, "No." <laughs> this was <laughs> like, a bit where the where the Ebert review that you mentioned, Ebert
1: being a Chicago guy, yeah, 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 like he was coming at it from the perspective of a of a Chicagoan, and he was thought it was just so ridiculous the premise that there'd be a secret casino in the basement of the yeah. Allerton, yeah, because it is like right in the middle of the most touristy, yeah, it part is of the town, tourist
0: part of town. It's
1: like it reminded me of um, in Pee Wee's Big
0: Adventure when yeah, he's like wants to alley. see the basement yeah. of the Alamo, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and they're like the Alamo doesn't have a basement, and was laughing <laughs> at no him basement like basement the Alamo. Um, so, the, yeah, the guy box at Kaminsky's request but changes in his tune when Kaminsky like, slips some, some cash. He's like, <laughs> I'm not a cop. Hey, I'm I, a player. I'm not a cop exactly it's so like the smooth. least convincing assurance I've yeah, okay. ever
1: heard <laughs> just based on your accent I buy that you're not a cop and why did they cast an elevator operator who is four inches taller than Arnold no one this knows. guy was like six five or six I guess he's six supposed to be sort
0: of bouncer ish he had like a lurch thing going yeah, he was like a big lanky he, dude he was not he was not muscle bound by any stretch which oh. is what you would expect you would expect Sven Oli Thorson oh, to be why your why wasn't bouncer. it Sven should have been so in the basement, there's sort of a speakeasy club, casino, combo, combination, Taco Bell and, <laughs> and KFC thing going on. So Kaminsky tells a guy who seems to be in charge to tell Rocca that the pain in, the, in Lemansky's ass is here to see it. That was Leon Rippey,
1: the, uh, the guy in the tuxedo. Oh, I knew I recognized He was He guy. was Tom Nuttall from Deadwood, the guy who yeah. ran like the saloon number 10. That's awesome. I got a trip to Deadwood coming up soon. Yeah, you do, buddy. Well, they ex- still have
0: a number 10 saloon there. I don't, you That's know. fucking badass. Whatever, I'm going to check it out. I'm envious I'll of that trip. Pictures. I can't wait to see the pictures. So Kaminsky wanders over to a table where gamblers are playing, and he, of course, lights up a huge <laughs> cigar. There's <laughs>
1: This a, man, I swear, Schwarzenegger struggles to appear nonchalant. Yeah. Like everything, the way he walks, the way he lights a cigar, like it's all a challenge to him, or he's all just drawing attention to himself.
0: I wonder, though, if and we, I think we've talked about this in previous movie discussions, if like it's just like directors will let Arnold do anything that makes him seem more relaxed. And lighting a cigar is something that he does just on like second on nature. The, yeah. Moment <laughs> by moment, it seems like. And so they're just like, yeah, so we'll have you light a cigar because that's something we know you know how to do. You, it. Can look, you look good. Like do a do normal human it. Yeah, doing look, it. You look debonair doing it. so. Anyway, we see this beautiful woman at a table having just lost a hand. And she says to herself seemingly, or just out loud to the ether, losing improves your character. And he replies, winning improves your wardrobe. That was some some like bogey and Bacall type chemistry. I get the the vibe that that's exactly what they were going for. It was some real Cary Grant shit, except like Arnold's just not built for that. No, so she laughs. And this is the character, Monique, played by Catherine Harold. Yeah. The guy in charge comes back and leads Kaminsky off to a private office. And in the office. Through so a
1: series of like conspicuously cheap looking sets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that bit was like definitely soundstage yeah. shit. So in the office, we find Roca and Max Keller played by Robert Davi, who we yeah. love, who is uh, Roca's enforcer. That dude is a treasure, man. Like he's got such yeah. presence on screen always. Yep. Yeah, even in,
1: like, like regardless of the role, it's like, God, Robert Abbey's bringing it. He's great at being able to not say much and still sort of you sense his presence on screen. He doesn't yeah. just blend into the background. I'd really like
0: to see him in, like, a stage play or something like that. I bet that. he crushes it. I bet he does, too. Yeah, so they, they ask him his name. He says it's Joseph P. Brenner. <laughs> <Rucka> <laughs> Who introduces themselves with the middle initial? I don't. I, I hate writing things, like, at the company where I work, and it's like, this particular executive or board member needs to have their middle initial in print copy.
1: Like maybe it makes you stand out in a Google I search guess. and stuff
0: like that. Maybe so. Maybe it's for there SEO was some purposes. The
1: decor in Roka's office was interesting to me. It's like a whole bunch of leather bound books. He's a big reader right. apparently. But then there was like artifacts. Yeah. like There was some shit that looked like the idol from the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark in it's, there. It's
0: sort of a weird, it's, yeah, it, it's sort of um, reminiscent of Jack Palance's office yeah. in Tango and Cash. same
1: decorator. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy. Oh, well, he doesn't have a mouse maze for a bar. He had like a bowl of hard candy
1: in there, like your that, grandma.
0: <laughs> I don't even understand the bowl of hard candy, but we'll get back to that later. So... Rocco likes that Brenner tore up Lemansky's casino and took down a couple of his goons. What does
1: that mean? Did he kill people there? I,
0: I get, or beat the fuck out of them. Okay. Uh, or it maybe unclear. it's implied. Yeah. It's not clear what takedown means. Um, Kaminsky shows the jewelry that he robbed off of Lomansky's girl. <laughs> then Keller, who Rocca introduces as the guy who, quote, takes care of all kinds of things, wants to know what Kaminsky's after. Kaminsky says he's looking for a chance to prove his usefulness and wants a job with their crew so that he too can take care of all kinds of things, which is <laughs> badass. He's like, immediately there's like a dick measuring contest between <laughs> him and, and Keller.
1: They were, yeah, they were immediately confrontational. Rocca is.
0: Grinning, he's totally into it. Uh, he asks if uh, Kowalski's. Uh,
1: imagine, imagine you're a crime kingpin, right? like the underboss. Yeah, like Roka. which here. I am. Okay, you're letting you're just letting a total stranger in for a face to face. Already, like stretches believability to yeah, me. The,
0: and the only thing you know about the guy is that he may or may not be responsible for some trouble that a rival gang went through <laughs> earlier that day.
1: Then you're introducing your. Top henchman, first and last name, this is Max Keller. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he takes care of shit. <laughs> what he's, you he mean? he's just like, yeah, it's weird. And then he's like, Keller, what was he like? I'm the best there is. Yeah. This and is he says, Max. If you're the best there is, the wheel never would have been invented. Uh, what is that like? Is he like a, making, is it a caveman joke? Uh, I'm I, thinking. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Or if
1: you're a glorified, you're a Cro Magnon or a yeah. Neanderthal.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, it's he's not, let's say this is not Jack Nicholson in The Departed interviewing Leo (laughs) and, like, kicking the shit out of him just to, like, vet him. That's when Max was just feasting on that loose candy. Yeah, just, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, Rocca asks if Kaminsky's got, or, excuse me, Brenner, quote, as references, and Brenner slash Kaminsky says, you can you can find me in the police database.
1: Like references, how do references work in
0: the underworld? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's a you, thing. Is that a lock of someone's hair, a body part? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So Raka also wants to know why Kaminsky thinks that they want Lamansky, like why why they want to cause him trouble. And Kaminsky says that you know Lamansky's been cutting into the drug flow in town. Right. Uh, Raka tells Kaminsky to go to the cashier and get a thousand dollars in credit.
1: Then he's um, then uh then Kaminsky on his way out like snubs out that the, cigar that he had just
0: lit like yeah. two minutes earlier. Yeah, it's a waste. It's like but maybe I, it seems he makes him seem like a high roller, I guess. I guess so. So in, in case you forget, I'll be checking back with you. And he like takes the jewelry back. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I guess that's supposed to be like a weird flex. There's some weird <laughs> flexes in this movie from Kaminsky. Keller is rightly yeah, suspicious I immediately. Word, I don't believe a
1: fucking word he said. No one should. There's like a, I mean, if there's a 1% chance that <laughs> this guy can't be trusted, why would you even consider
0: hiring him? I don't, I don't it seems like a guy like Rocca has made his career of being extra careful and stick it immediately just doing a lot of stuff that would seemingly be out of character for him.
1: I thought Schwarzenegger, though, in this scene was a little bit convincing. Like yeah, I thought, like totally. there were some bits where I was like, "Okay, he's
0: acting a little bit." Yeah, I get it. I completely agree. So back out in the casino, Kaminsky's saddled up next to the woman who he was talking to bef- uh, before. And he's like trying what to. What game are they up. supposed to be playing?
1: Blackjack. You never. We, n- we never actually get to see them play anything. No. It did seem like a weird setup for blackjack, but. Or,
0: been, yeah, I don't I'm know how that sure. game works.
1: The one with the big ass paddle. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't either.
0: Bank le bank. But Blackjack banque. seems the most likely. Yeah. So he's trying to chat her up. She says that she's going to have him tossed out if he keeps pestering her. <laughs> he seems concerned about how much money she's losing. And she's like, don't worry about it because I can always get more. Yeah. Which, you know, the, insinuates that she has some relationship to the house. He slides her this giant mountain of chips and tells her, uh, if she started getting her money somewhere else, maybe her luck might change. That
1: was a shit ton. Like, I got the impression he had been maybe playing for a little while and yeah, winning. That's,
0: that's the same thing that I imagine.
1: Typically well. in a casino, the black chips are a $100 chip.
0: Yeah, that's a lot and of money.
1: Th- uh, I was looking at it. It seemed like it'd be... a. If those are hundred dollar chips, it was about twenty thousand dollars that he had run up there, by my count.
0: So one thing that we don't learn is maybe he took
1: that one thousand dollars and yeah, he turned it into th- it? I think he's he's like a James Bond type so, yeah. gambler. He never so, loses. So
0: Kaminsky is also really good at gambling <laughs> and
1: really bad though with money. Yeah, <laughs> and like we got the girl Monique is just sending red flags
0: up. Like she's a fucking degenerate gambler. Yeah. So he just gets up, he slides with the chips, and gets up to leave, and everyone's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> There's some <laughs> jazzy the, sax music. To the of some shitty smooth jazz in the background. <laughs> that they let that shot linger for a long that scene, time. That too. scene lasted way too, and like she just trying to act her ass off, like act like laughing incredulously, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe." Running it. Running her <laughs> fingers through the chips and stuff, but yeah, it was like that shot lingered for about. 10 seconds too long. Agreed. I felt like I was watching the bug scene in King Kong, the Peter Jackson one. I was like, this fucking shit's got to be over soon. Um, So Kaminsky exits out onto the street. Where he's nearly run over by a (laughs) horse-drawn carriage. (laughs) Be careful. So like a couple of guys at a car watching him as he goes, trotting off down an alley. Unclear who those guys are. Just then we see a trio of goons following him. And the guys in the car are like are observing this with great interest. Mm-hmm. One of the guys character named Baker is played by prolific character actor Ed Louder. You can just go IMDB the guy. he's in fucking everything. Um, in the alley, the goons are looking high and low for Kaminsky. He pops out like he gets the drop on him. he like punches this one dude gets the drop on the other two. <laughs> the littlest guy in the group pulls a switchblade, uh-huh. but, but the sound of an approaching police siren causes them to scatter. Yep. The car is the unmarked police car and the the two cops jump out. We guess that they were surveilling the club. The whole bit makes no sense, yeah. right? Like
1: what was was this like a test for Brenner? Like a I mean obviously I think that these guys were just well, genuinely just staking out no, but I mean like the um the goons. Oh, they I, were obviously they were sent. I guess by by Roca or Keller. That's
0: the vibe I got too. But that, like as a test for him, or like to legit kill him to see if he could handle himself. I have maybe no idea. maybe it was idea.
1: like a, if you can take him, then he doesn't
0: belong with us. That but if he seems, can take you, then he's that's sure points. That makes as much sense as anything else. Or Keller sent the guys to kill him because he didn't and, like and, him. And, yeah, and Roka wouldn't know about it. So, it, it, or is it just because there hadn't been any violence in a few minutes? That's that's probably more likely. Is like this action movie has been short on action for, like, yeah, we, we've been five or ten minutes without seeing <laughs> without like, a violent death or a <laughs> face punch. So the popo asks him if the guys gave him any trouble. Then they ask for his ID. <laughs> he gives them his Brenner ID. Joseph P. Brenner. What's the P stand for? And Arnold like takes a beat and then just shouts pussy what (laughs) what Uh, does that even mean the cops just (laughs) chuckle and let him go that he's their kind of guy that (laughs) but what does it mean
1: that he's so he's a pussy hound i I I guess he's just i think it's just supposed
0: to to be just disarmingly charming i
1: don't know that that that's even that and the you should not drink and bake. That's the From kind earlier, of that Those were
0: two bizarre one liners. That's just the kind of joke that's going to make any man's man laugh, Kev. <laughs> Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you're free to go. Have uh, a yeah. Good night, buddy. That's good police yeah, work. They're yeah. like, all right, you're good people. Awesome. Clearly. So, cut to sometime later, <laughs> Kaminsky is phoning in a progress report to Harry. He says, everything is going fine. I'm gonna get a car tomorrow. The apartment's satisfactory. He asks. That apartment was like someone's
1: grandma's place. Yeah, it, like a brass framed bed. Yeah, and all it, like, it
0: definitely looks like he's renting it from some like Ukrainian like grandma. It came furnished. <laughs> yeah,
1: or it was like the uh, it was like that
0: basement that
1: Richard Kimball had and yes. Fugitive. Like it's just. Bizarre decor.
0: So he asks what he ought to do if he finds himself in a situation where police are shooting at him. <laughs>
1: These are, this is a question you should have asked really
0: before just now. Yeah, and just don't. <laughs> you're leaving this on an answering machine. P.S. So he also suspects Keller sent the three goons after him, and Rock is probably just checking on his like bona fides. Bona, fide, bona oh, I fides. I
1: gotta say. Answering machines existed in 1986. This thing was a fucking
0: huge reel-to-reel setup. Like you could have just left a tape on an answer, uh, yeah. a message on an answering machine. Hey, where is he? Is he? Is someone picking up the tapes? Is he dropping the tapes off? Some like we I don't know see that machine later in what appears to be Harry's apartment right. or
1: something. Yeah. But like Harry, this thing was huge. Here is old school,
0: <laughs> apparently. I guess. I love it. Um, So we cut to, we think the next day, probably we see this, this attractive blonde lady jogging through suburbia. Yeah, we then see a guy in a parked car he like rolls down the window to get a better look at this girl like as this she's Paul approaching. Paul McCartney
1: looking motherfucker yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah he does sort of look like a bloated uh, Paul McCartney when guy. I was
1: watching with our friend Jeff he was like hey it's Paul
0: McCartney he had the Paul McCartney haircut from that yeah, era totally. like the weird
1: little side of short mullet <laughs> yeah.
0: so she like sidles up alongside the car like smiling at him and then she's like when's the last time you had a good piss <laughs> what? and pulls, pulls a the gun, gun.
1: This movie thrives on scenes where it's unclear who, if anyone, is police.
0: Yeah, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. So at gunpoint, she walks him to a house like right next to where the car is parked. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all these other cops, we think, start to materialize. They like, so come this out is, like, of the ether. Yeah. So the guy, as they're getting, they like push the guy towards the door and, and he like shouts that he needs to go inside to use the bathroom so someone inside opens the door and all hell breaks was the police like freeze like raid like just bust up in the house and it was the most unprofessional
1: looking tactical raid i've ever seen yeah like they just flooded into the place it wasn't like they were clearing rooms or anything they just
0: ran through the house right and there's all sorts of like money and plastic like plastic garbage bags and drugs piled up and guns everywhere and like hookers like yeah probably waspy businessmen like fucking chicks in bedrooms so it's like yeah there's no rhyme or reason to all the illicit illegal activities that are happening catch-all it was a one-stop shop yeah exactly so this movie conspicuously
1: short on nudity Yeah. And this would have been the scene where you could just throw some tits in there, like gratuitous nudity. That's a great point. I did not even think about that. There's no nudity. There's no,
0: the only topless person in the
1: movie is Arnold. Sexy.
0: Hot. We're into it. Um, (laughs) So the cop from before, from the alleyway, Baker, uh, seems to be like running the raid and he confronts the goon that we reckon is in charge. The guy's like, You got papers? He's like, I got a warrant. You got your rights. And Petrovita's got a big fucking headache. Yep. I like it. I like that actor. I he is too. good. Louder. Yeah. Louder he brings it. Always. So cut to a lavish office. Uh-huh. Petrovita <laughs> is lamenting to Roca that that bust cost him $100 million. And I couldn't help but hear, cash and tango. Tango <laughs> and cash. How many millions have
1: you cost me? Imagine how awesome this movie would have been with Palance uh, <laughs> playing
0: Petrovita. Uh, this is that was this is a role he was born to play. He could have chewed that uh, up. He would have been so awesome. Um, even though this guy who the that old school Hollywood guy that plays Patrovita, whose it's name I, yeah, he's he um, what's his name? Uh, not Brew Baker, Wanamaker, Wanamaker. Yeah, he this, brings it. This,
1: he should have been keeping a lower profile though, Patrovita. Like he's this penthouse office that
0: he's got is insane. I was thinking throughout this movie that he puts himself in harm's way. Way more than a real mafia boss oh, yeah. would, unless he's just trying to inspire the men, inspire the troops. But like, he's always in like. Anyway, we'll get into it later. Well, but we it's like s-
1: we saw earlier in his his testimony that he was giving. You know, apparently that he reports seventy three thousand dollars of income yeah. a year. I feel like the rent on this office space would be more than that. Yeah, probably. It was like, it seemed like the
0: 60th floor, you know, of one oh, of the some, high-rises. Yeah, in Huge Chicago. windows, tons of square footage. Awesome. It's awesome. So, Roca seems less concerned about the ratings. Like, we can make that up in a couple of weeks. roca has got, he's the one with some wisdom. He is, he's the your Idris Elba character. Right, he's like <laughs> the consigliere, the, yeah. the smart one. Yeah. So... Patrovita says the loss of business leaves them vulnerable to Lemansky taking over. Rook mm-hmm. asks, "Well, why don't we just kill Lemansky?" Which is a totally valid point. I got a gun in my room right now, <laughs> but Patrovita says that Lemansky's is expecting that, and they'll never get—we'll never get close to him. We'll, you know, when, like a full-blown war will break out, which maybe is true. Yeah, I guess true. if he's gone to the mattresses or
1: whatever, like yeah. he's not sticking his neck out. Right. I buy it. Whatever. So
0: Patrovita says we'll wait. And then he asks, like, how many of our guys got busted? Ruka says eight, but no one shot anybody, and everybody's going to make bail. Okay. So that seems to, like, you know, bring Patrovita down a peg. He asks Ruka if he's like, hey, did you find a replacement for Tony, the guy that got shot <laughs> that took several bullets for him in the, in the attempted hit? Ruka says he's looking someone over, it, which is Kaminsky slash Brenner. Sure. Patrovita changes the subject suddenly and says, I want to steal all that shit that got seized <laughs> back. And Ruck is like, why the fuck would you want to do that? We don't even know where that shit is. But yeah. Patrick is like, but we know somebody who does. So that's their rat on the inside. That's a breadcrumb towards what the the supposed plot of this movie is. Right. <laughs> um, so
1: another thing to notice now and later on, his desk was like covered in prescription bottles. Yeah, I noticed that too. I don't I know if he's, if he's supposed to health? have a, pro- like a failing health
0: or something like that. Or yeah. I
1: don't know what it's meant to indicate because it's never. He's got an upon. ulcer,
0: maybe. But I he had like he know. had a
1: bunch of bottles there. Yeah,
0: the, it's not the. Yeah, it's like throughout this movie, they sort of allude to the fact that Patrovita's is like not well. Maybe that's why he's like acting a little crazy at yeah, the end. Like, maybe so. So back at Rocca's office, they're officially, unofficially in, interviewing slash interrogating Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. Ruka wants to know why Brenner's never done hard time. Because I'm smart. Because I'm smart. On like, like someone we know. Yeah, he's like just <laughs> he's just
1: relentlessly insulting Max Keller over there. He doesn't know Keller at all, no. and I don't see how it benefits him to antagonize Keller. Yeah, he's I, part of the hiring process. I think it's
0: just supposed to make him seem like he's just a badass and doesn't care. Yeah, and he'll do anything to get this job. But then Rolka says that Kaminsky, we're going to give you a trial run, but if Max is right about you, you're going to be fucking dead. Yeah. The and pl- that the plot is finally starting to take some type of shape. It's a vague shape.
1: As we approach the midway point of the movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. 40 survived <laughs> minutes into the film. And this movie is, is like getting down to some nitty gritty. Yeah. I guess we're going to talk about the rest of this movie next time. Cause that's, I'm just spent. I need I need more
1: (laughs) booze in my glass. That's good for now. Let's refill these drinks, and our friends, go get
0: yourselves a glass, and uh, and we'll we'll see you next time. We'll be back.